0: ethos. So you always hear it said in business that you want to under promise and over deliver. But my question is, how do you know when you've done that? And how do you know when what you are doing is enough?
1: Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's a great uh, topic to jump in on this episode of the next simple step. Thanks for being here. Uh, as uh, entrepreneurs, I think this is a common maxim, right? Under promise, over deliver. Uh, but what's enough? What a great question. Because we all want to super serve our clients and you never know, you know how long the clients will be with you. And there's that anxiety. You've got to produce because if you don't produce, uh, you're out of work, right? <laughs> there's no company behind you. You are the company if you're an entrepreneur. And Hopefully, as you grow, as as I'm learning, you do build infrastructure around you. But still, uh, if you're at the top of this, you want to make sure that you are uh, delivering on results. And the way I think about that is really having very clear expectations about what done looks like, mm. uh, what success looks like, and that starts at the very beginning. But you start where you're at. So if you haven't clarified expectations. It with your employees, with your coworkers, with your clients, then this is a great time to do that. Because I think that 99% of problems, it's not scientific, but boil down to not having clear expectations and boundaries around those expectations. I'm thinking of the uh, Robert Frost poem, the the quote, good fences make good neighbors. Oh think, yeah,
0: so true. <laughs> right?
1: Good Good boundaries make good relationships. And so for me, it's like, are you delivering on expectations? And you may be think you're over delivering, but if it's not what the client wants or needs, you might be wasting a ton of your time and energy, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And this is kind of for me in the coaching space because the the issue that I find with coaching is it's um, it's uh, uh, undefined, right? So it's it's not tangible. So you're trying to deliver a service, or you're trying to deliver help someone, support somebody in receiving a result right but it's not like you can touch it it's not like you can like like if i was to go to amazon and i was to buy a spoon right i would have certain expectations about the spoon because i know what it's supposed to look like and i know what it's supposed to feel like and i know when it's supposed to arrive and it's tangible right so that's defined but if i'm coaching to help somebody with a result there's so many undefined things and there's so many variables and there's so many well to them they feel like they should be here. But to me, I know they should be here. And those expectations, those lines can get really blurry, really quick when you're in that kind of a space.
1: For sure. And it's your responsibility. I believe it's our, each of our individual responsibilities to clarify uh, what it is you intend to do (laughs) in this relationship and what you're not going to do. that looks
0: like, right?
1: (laughs) Correct. And individual results may vary. So I know people are paying for a result, but uh, in your world where you're coaching, uh, you can't control the result if if they don't do their part, right? <laughs> if if the person you're coaching uh, is not taking your coaching, is not uh, eating properly or resting or exercising, whatever it is, right? I say if that not, a lot. I'm
0: like, I can't eat for you. Correct. I mean, if I could eat for you, I would do it, but I can't. I can only tell you what works. <laughs> so
1: it's it's kind of, you know, it goes both ways uh, on the boundaries. And I was thinking about from the standpoint of clarifying, it starts with yourself. Like, what are you willing to do and not do in this? We're talking about work in work relationship. I was talking to a friend over the weekend. I saw um, a news report. I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, they said that, uh, and it makes sense. Extroverted bosses, of course, are preferring the return to the office and then the introverts are okay with the work from home, and that kind of adds up, right? And, but you know, obviously, uh, employees are on both sides of that equation, and it occurred to me like that's not the issue there. What are we talking about? We're talking about we're talking about maximizing the team. Uh, I think there was a famous uh, Elon Musk kind of weighed in that like you got to be in the office, and for some tasks, I'm sure that's true, but. Is that how everybody's going to perform at their level best? And I would say, Mm -hmm. no, Uh, you have to get to know the individuals. And sure, getting together in person at certain junctures helps uh, relationships, of course. Uh, But do you need to do that every day? I would say not. I think we have to do the hard work of clarifying expectations of what results am I expecting from my team members and myself and by when, right? So what's the deadline? What does done look like? And how often do you want me to check in? And I think if we do that, I don't care where you're working from, right? Just, you know, get the work done on your schedule. Cause some people work better at 2 AM. That's not me. I like to be sleeping, but so be it. If that's the way your body's wired work, when you're at your creative, you know, best when you've got the flow going, um, or, you know, like us, we, we have uh, kids. So, you know, when the kids are home, that might not be the best time to work on your highest level of work. You've got to work around, you know, family schedule. That's a part of the equation. And so for me, I I think of boundaries really in four spaces. There's body boundaries in your world Mm -hmm. of coaching people. Like, what are you going to allow in your body and not in your body? Uh, Mm -hmm. What are you going to, you know, tolerate from, Uh, a physical standpoint or, you know, are you going, you know, whether it's sleeping or working out or whatever it is, right? So you've got to have good body boundaries, uh, clear, but also in terms of your time, time boundaries. And I think a lot of um, conflict happens in families and at work around time because We're all making assumptions about other people, about how long a certain task would take or how long we're supposed to spend time with each other instead of just clarifying. I kind of have a reputation uh, in uh, my companies of like being the first one out of the Zoom meeting. Like I've got my (laughs) finger on the trigger for
0: hitting the NB. You're ready to go to the next thing. (laughs) And it's nothing
1: personal. It's just like I'm trying to be respectful of both my time and Mm -hmm. others' time. And so clearly coming into every meeting with uh, an agenda. And if we need to schedule another meeting, I'm looking at the clock. Okay. We've got five minutes left in this meeting and we still have 10 bullet points. Well, we probably need other meetings, right? We're not going to get it all done here and I don't want to waste anybody's time. So it's sort of like we have to be respectful of one another's boundaries. And so this meeting was scheduled for 45 minutes Let's schedule another one because we didn't get everything done. Um, So there's body boundaries. There's time boundaries. Of course, so really quick, like
0: time, time boundaries was a, was a tough one for me when I first started because, and I think part of it was tough for me because, um, you know, your love language can kind of come into play as well. You think that what you would like is what somebody else would like. So I would get into these coaching sessions and, and the time would be up, but we were in like a really critical place and I didn't want to leave them there. Right. So what would I do? I'd be like, Hey, let's go over. Next thing I know I'm having three hour coaching sessions because, because in my head, I'm trying to get this result in this coaching session and, and I'm feeling this pressure and I'm thinking, wow, I'm giving them all this extra value by, by, coaching as long as I have to right until we get to where we need to go and then I and it was burning me out and um and then I finally started to wisen up about no some of the magic of the coaching container is the structure of the time and um and keeping it to that time and realizing that for for some people yeah that might have been extra value for them and they were abusing it and then for other people that actually was annoying like they want to know we're done here, right? So yes. that boundary, that time boundary is really important. And so I started to kind of change how I saw that t- because because that's one that, that I struggle with is the time one, right? Because to me, it's about done. It's not about time. It's about, well, well, what do we have to do to get this done? So if it takes 30 hours and I thought it took 10, well, then it takes 30 hours. We got to create 30 hours. <laughs> and because I'm thinking of the end result, not necessarily... <clears throat> excuse me, not necessarily of the time boundary of what I'm giving this task, but when I would start to keep to those time boundaries and say, okay, well, we only have 10 minutes left. Where would you like to go from here? It actually did become more empowering to the point where even this morning I had a, an early morning coaching session and the client had listed, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and I want to get to work early and do all of these things so that I can schedule my workout time. And I want, I want to prioritize that. And I said, well, would it?" would it serve you best if we just stopped, you know, our, if you used your time in this session to just go to work and do it? And she said, actually, yes. So it was like, okay, great. We had a 20 minute coaching session instead of a a 50 minute one, but it served her better because she wanted to go get the thing. And I better, and I could feel it. and, And I could hear the anxiety in her voice. Like she wanted to get it. She wanted to leave. I was in the way of her accomplishing. Right. And so Time is an important one, and a tricky one, and a tough one, because those goalposts can move. Totally.
1: Well, and I think a key thing in here is margin, right? So I'm on a mission to ruthlessly eliminate hurry. (laughs) I read that in a book, uh, Soul Keeping, John Ortberg, great book, of like, You know anything that's important, you don't want somebody to be in a rush. Think about a surgeon, right? You want them to take their time and do the job. And you don't want
0: the surgeon to be like, "I got an hour for this surgery. Oh, it's got some complications. We're gonna have to schedule another surgery. Just keep them here until I get back." It's like
1: we're not scheduling (laughs) another surgery until we get this one done, (laughs) or at least that surgeon's particular job. And and so I think um, particularly in the entrepreneurial world, we all want to have this impression or give the impression that you know, we're available for anything. We're ready to take on the job. We're not going to say no to anything. Well, mm-hmm. that's a fast track to burnout, as you said, man. And so I think we all uh, benefit from more margin in our schedule about this time thing, because guess what? There was traffic. I'm sorry I'm late. There was traffic. There's always traffic. Just kind of plan for those things. So I do my level best to not have back-to-back meetings. Now, that, that's not always possible. Um, but anytime you know I can schedule that buffer time or margin between meetings, it allows me to catch my breath, take my notes on my previous meeting, take a walk grab some coffee, whatever it is bef- and come fresh to the next meeting. You owe it to yourself and those people you're meeting with, um, to not be rushing from meeting to meeting, cramming another thing in. Right. And we all only have so much, we have the same amount of time every day, but we only have so much mental capacity and energy. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're in the knowledge mm-hmm. economy. I'm not talking about a factory, right? You can go ahead and, you know, put your, do your double uh, at the factory if you're cranking out widgets, but those jobs don't exist by and large anymore. And so we need your best mental abilities and your energy. We need you present and not checking your email, worrying about, you know, something that's happening. Like how do we get people present? We have clearly identified boundaries. This meeting' is going to end at this time. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, been a hard lesson for me over time. I know I have damaged so many relationships, my most important relationships, because. You know, for example, if I said I'd be home for dinner at a certain time, uh, say six o'clock for dinner, and then I stay at work late because you know the the boss came in or you know somebody was asking me something, email came out, I decided to handle it because I felt pressure to get it done uh, when it came in, and then I just blow off the the expectation that I'll be home at a certain time. Now, of course, there's exceptions to every rule you can renegotiate, but I can think back to those moments where, like, instead of calling and saying I. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to make it uh, by six, but um, I'm going to leave it this time. I'll be home at this time. It was like, no, I'm going to hurry and try to get this done and rush and speed home. And it's like all of that conflict and stress. It was like, mm-hmm. why didn't I just say, man, when the boss handed me that project or whatever, just say, uh, man, I, this is you know really important. When do you need it by Uh, Or, I, you know, hey, I have some time blocked in my schedule tomorrow. It would be okay if I get to this by the end of day, you know, tomorrow or Friday, whatever. But the time to have that negotiation right then. And I found more often than not, people will be understanding, but it's when you avoid the conflict, when you avoid the conversation, that's where you're making assumptions, they're making assumptions, and it becomes crazy. And I broke one of my own rules. So I I try to turn off work. I do turn off work on the weekends. A Saturday and Sunday I protect as free days. I and thought of
0: you this weekend when I was coaching somebody ooh. on Sunday and I had that long conversation. I was like, oh, do I want to say yes to this? And I thought of you immediately. I was like, Paul. Uh-huh. I know. Shut
1: it down. Well, and you've got to build the <laughs> yes. systems, right? You might not be able to do this with you know, you've got to renegotiate because if you have been available all weekend, all of a sudden you can't shut it off without renegotiating those boundaries. But yeah. I saw something and I immediately wanted to share it with some teammates, so I I posted it on Slack, not thinking about it. Like I wasn't in work mode. I just saw something. I posted. Oh, you it, I you
0: out. broke I, that boundary. That huh? boundary. I, I don't. See. Saw <laughs> things,
1: but I just didn't absent mindedly posted it, and then multiple people started chiming in, and I'm like, oh no. Oh. I did it. I, so did it.
0: I, I did it. I did it. I jumped in and I said,
1: I really apologize. I broke one of my own rules of no slacking on Sunday. Enjoy your day. We can talk about this tomorrow. I'd no really
0: slacking on Sunday. To fix it. No.
1: Um, yeah, because all of that stuff could have waited. And, you know, in retrospect, I should have saved it to Evernote and got to it on Monday. And I do that with email. I can, I save things as drafts. I don't, um, I don't know how to do the draft thing in Slack. Maybe there's a way to do that, but all, all that to say, <laughs> uh, when you violate a boundary, clarify, it's a good opportunity to tell people, here's the boundary that I just violated. I apologize. Uh, I'm you know, going to do better next time.
0: And yeah, otherwise you and teach clarifying. them your boundary doesn't mean anything or your word doesn't Correct. mean anything. You're going to say it, but you're going to do something else. And that actually violates trust.
1: Totally. at some
0: level it may not the first time they may not have cared well but then third or fourth or fifth or tenth time then it's a slippery it, slope. It's slope erode
1: that, this all yeah. goes back to you start with yourself you model all of these things with yourself and so if you violate your own boundaries uh then you don't respect yourself and then right. you know that's even possible right so you have to like uh, renegotiate uh, boundaries, and and so the other one I was thinking, the big one is money, and mm-hmm. of course that's a boundary. Like, what are you willing to spend on certain things, or limits you have, or how much money, you know, do you need coming in to maintain your lifestyle? All of those boundaries, because people want to keep up with the Joneses, and I know I've been there right you want your neighbor buys a new car suddenly your car starts looking not so good or whatever it may be they go on a big vacation you want to go on a big vacation but mm-hmm. it's all relative you don't know how much debt they have they may be swimming up to their ears in debt and you're not like that's a good thing and so i feel like with all of these things whether it's um your body boundaries whether it's time boundaries and you're always kind of chronically late running from thing to thing, or it's money, you're always broke. Uh, all of those things mean stop down and just have to clarify uh, what's acceptable to you and stick to it um, and, and communicate it uh, upfront with people. And most people are understanding and people that aren't, maybe then that's clarifying to you. They don't they don't respect you enough to respect your boundaries, and you can explain to them uh, why that's important to you. And I think that will will definitely help you clarify, you know, the right amount of uh, activity. We started this conversation by talking about. Really under-promising, okay. over deliver. I love yeah. That.
0: How do you know when enough is enough? Right. Like and, and
1: it's like when there's point of diminishing return. You know how much energy you have every day. And so maybe you do need to say no to certain clients so that you can super serve the best clients, the right fit, the people that have the most. Um, value from you. And I've learned the highest paying clients are the least maintenance. And the the folks that want to bargain, they want, oh, can I just pick your brain? No. Uh, because mm-hmm. we know that that's we, like the
0: hey, can we just get some coffee and can I right. ask you a few questions? <laughs> no, <laughs> can I'm you just coach it. me for free if I buy you coffee? <laughs> and you know, hey, if
1: we're friends, that's cool. Let's go grab coffee and and uh, but if if you're trying to get something for nothing, those folks uh, I've all I've learned time and time again become the highest maintenance. And so mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I think it really goes back to uh, with respect to your business. And, and this is me with coworkers too, about clarifying, you know, when I'm available, when I'm not, and when they can expect the work that I'm doing to be done. And once I clarify that, if they have a problem, then it's let's negotiate. Okay. Then maybe I'm not, uh, the right fit for you if it's a client and if it's a work situation. Um, I think people respect that by and large, Dr. Phil says, you teach people how to treat you, And if we can start with, you know, what's reasonable, you're not Superman or Superwoman, you really have to be realistic. And, you know, just look at the last week, month, year of your life, you know, were you non-anxious? Did you kind of flow from meeting to meeting and feel totally present? Of course, you don't get it right all the time, but we're trying to go for more often than not. Tomorrow's a new day. Uh, So if you didn't get it right today, that's okay. Let yourself off the hook. But what do you have to do differently tomorrow, next week, uh, so that you can be your best engaged self at any given moment when you're with your family or with your family because you've protected the boundary and you've turned off Slack and email notifications from work, but you've told them ahead of time. Uh, And then when you're at work, you've told the family, unless it's, you know, emergency, like I'm focused on work for this time period. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's so clarifying. It's not easy. It it requir- it requires tough conversations up front, but it saves you loads of anxiety on the back end about you know trying to slip in another uh, thing just to get ahead or get catch up or whatever it may be. It's like, man, life's too short. We're not guaranteed tomorrow all we have is today. So how can I show up today and give my best wherever I'm at? That's that's all I can offer there. Um, there's a great series of books called Boundaries. The original Dr. Henry Cloud and and Townsend, John Townsend, that was the name. Um, they wrote it back in the 90s and then they had Boundaries for Parents and Boundaries <laughs> for uh, yep. all of the different situations. But it just boils down to kind of being clear about what you will and will not do and what what people can expect from you. And it sounds so simple, but yet it's so hard.
0: Yeah. I And I think one of the things that was coming up as you were describing that too, is with it being hard is it actually will demand extreme ownership
1: That's from amazing. you,
0: which is something that a lot of people don't want to have to do. Who's the one, who's Jocko. the person that wrote? Okay. Yeah. It's Cause Jocko I know there's a whole, whole book on scene. that.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, extreme
0: ownership. Yes. Yeah, he
1: owns that term, right? And I love it. Now he's crazy. You know, he takes a picture of his watch every morning, I think, at 4 15. You oh don't have gosh. to do that. That's you know, that's his own prerogative. But uh, we were talking about last time as far as discipline equals freedom, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, just you know, owning, and I think this is so important in every relationship because. I think that's where most sources of resentment come from when, like, people are overstanding their welcome or they're just violating some boundary of yours. Have you
0: clarified that boundary, first of all? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Which means you have to take ownership of it, that's which it. means and you can't saying- blame them for not knowing etiquette or blame them because they're just this that it means you have to own that boundary and communicate that boundary right.
1: and so you start with mate, you're really important uh, to me and i see you know you really want to talk right now but I've committed to getting this other thing done and I don't want to break that commitment. So can we schedule a time to talk about your thing or, you know, do whatever, right? That's all it is. It's a quick conversation and it's clarifying. And but
0: what if he doesn't like me? What if he's yeah. offended? You can't control if, that, right? What if, what if, what if, that's, I mean, that's mm. the part that makes it hard though, is because right. it's, it's, because the opposite is people pleasing and anticipata- anticipatory right. like you know, trying to figure out, well, what are they thinking? What's trying to get into their head? And actually, that's a place of weakness. It's a place of insecurity because you can't control what they're going to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you can only control, and and with that one, because that goes into people pleasing, which is where boundaries often get broken, and where actually feeling like you're never doing enough. comes from right is is the that's the people pleaser in me that's always like I don't know have I done enough for them are they happy with me well that's where you have to just kind of say this is what I can do and like you said like here I can have this conversation at this time not at this time and being clear on those boundaries and the great thing is that when you do communicate that way like if you told me that if I came into your office, you know or something I'd be like hey blah 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 this project you gave me blah 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 and you're like hey can't focus on that now focusing on this what let's, here's my calendar. Where, when can we talk about this? I actually would respect you more Yes. because what that means is, oh, so when we meet, you're going to protect my time that way.
1: That's it. You're going
0: to protect your attention on me that way. And you're going to keep that boundary for me. So I get to benefit that. Whereas a lot of people are afraid, oh, I might be upsetting them. I might be offending them. I might look like I can't, I might look, you know, And you've got to just allow those chips to fall where they may, because right. whatever they think, if they're offended, like if I walked into your office and said, hey, we need to talk about this. And you gave me that response. And I'm like, oh, Paul oh, did that to me again. Can't believe it. Let me go talk to my coworker three doors right. down and talk about how awful Paul is. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? That's saying more about me. That's it. As a person. And my weaknesses and my shortcomings and telegraphing to people around me, oh, she can't be trusted because if you cross her, she's going to talk about you. That's it. You know, which which people don't want to be around. Ultimately, that comes back. I get the, I sow that, I get the repercussions for that. And Mm -hmm. so that's just not the thing that you need to be worried about. You need to be worried about communicating what you can do and what that result looks like from your perspective. And then let them deal with, If they're mad about it, that's, that's their choice.
1: That's it. And you are going to reap what you sow. So that, you know, or what goes around comes around. And at the end of the day, you're right. Like when people negatively react to your boundaries, that says more about them and address it. I think all everything we could wrap this under the banner of emotional intelligence. And they don't it really- is, do. It's
0: all emotional intelligence. <laughs> I wish
1: they taught it in school. They really don't, right? They they teach test taking. They teach basic math facts and science facts. And it's like, man, I, I think that'd be incredibly valuable. Maybe some uh, teachers do. I'm sure they do. But as far as a curriculum, of uh, here is how to have healthy boundaries in relationships. Man, that would be- uh, so helpful because we, uh, I've had to kind of figure it out on my own, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, still trying to figure it out, and reminding myself. Um, that I can't do it all, and uh, and just prioritizing those relationships. But um, thanks for the the question, man. I think if we if we want to be long term entrepreneurs, that's the only way. Otherwise, yeah, you know, I think sometimes that's why people don't become entrepreneurs; they stay in a job because it forces boundaries, right? And maybe that's
0: this I'm is done, true.
1: Done at work at five. I, I, want,
0: I want someone to tell me what my boundaries are, so I don't that's have to- right. Think of Um, And I can be mad at them and I'll be mad at them all day and I'll blame them, but I don't have to own them. (laughs) Right. And maybe
1: you, you know, you live for the weekend and you get the weekends off and you don't have to worry about anything. Well, guess what? I would say that if if you love your job, that's awesome. Um, But when you start your own thing, you can create it however you want. So Mm -hmm. I also have weekends off because I've designed it that way. Um, and, uh, so far so good. Uh, and it all, it takes constant attention uh, to those boundaries, but I would say, you know, back to your coaching uh, clients, people, they want to be seen, they're looking for a result, uh, but there are different ways to accomplish that result. Right. And so there might be, you could schedule, you know, text reminders to check in with them on a certain result that you don't have to be there to physically send in real time. As mm-hmm. an example, right? So, mm-hmm. are there tools, other people that can help you? Whether it's an admin, a virtual assistant, uh, automation, there are all kinds of uh, tools and and other ways to accomplish the result that doesn't require uh, your attention twenty four seven. And, uh, and and that's been wonderful, uh, to discover that like clients are, are good with that as long as you're clear about when they can expect things from you. And, uh, and that's okay. The people that expect you 24 seven, those probably aren't the right fit clients for me. And that's okay. I think, um, we're better off not having clients like that because it's like, well, they haven't kind of figured out um their own boundaries and um I don't want to resent you. So that, that yeah. I think is the bottom line. I want healthy relationships and so that does require uh, good boundaries. And um hopefully that's helpful to you because um we're figuring this out together and love when the questions come in. So if you have a question or comment for us, send us a text, uh, that number. 559-574-3210. Five, 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 I might not respond in real time, but I'll get back to with you uh, within 24 hours uh, during the work week. So if you text me on Saturday, it might be Monday, but there you go. <laughs> that's my boundary. Uh, but we do thank you for listening. Your time is valuable and, and we hope that this is beneficial to you. We'll talk to you next time on the next Simple Step Podcast.